This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. In fact, it's a very special edition of the Date Day program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life. As always, this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, life questions, anything going on, we'll do the best that we can. And today I have a lot of help. Ladies, this is especially, I hope, a program that encourages you. Uh, We've got... uh, Three of our pastor's wives, plus Paula, here, having just returned from their retreat. And as we like to do on these occasions, we have them in and they kind of share what the Lord has been speaking to their heart and um, whatever is going on. So um, I don't know what they're going to say. They always surprise me. So we would love your participation. If you have any questions or calls, you can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340 340- 9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free um, Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, 340-9585. Paula? Yep. It's your show. Yes, it is. Thank you. Well, as uh, Pastor Ron said, we've just come back from our, our three-day women's retreat. And first off, all of us would like to thank uh, the body at Calvary Chapel San Antonio for affording us to be able to go and get away. We thank you so much. Um, I know a lot of you um, have been praying for us, and we so appreciate it. We had a, a wonderful time. So anyway, our theme was Be Still and Know That I Am God from Psalm 4610. And um, I'll just start off real quickly and saying uh, like a definition of, of be is as though the Lord is telling us how to behave. He says, I want you to be still, (laughs) and being still is uh, just remaining in rest, keeping still about a matter, kind of the Lord saying, shh, 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 settle down, calm down. We're to be free from turbulence or commotion, peaceful, tranquil, and calm. And for me, I was telling the ladies that the Lord was saying to me to quiet my mind so I could hear from him, and you guys— who've been listening for a while, know that the Lord's been telling me to relax, to trust him. In Song of Solomon 2, um, it says, Rise up, my darling, come away with me, my fair one. My dove is hiding behind the rocks, behind the outcrop on the cliff. Let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is pleasant and your face is lovely. Catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard of love. And as we went away, that's what I felt like the Lord is saying, come away. Come away, my darling, my fair one, because I need you to let me see your face and hear your voice. And, man, we had such a blast. Uh, We did a lot of crying. We did a lot of laughing. We did a lot of, hmm, because as we were answering each other's hearts, um, there was great encouragement. Um, A couple of us had been struggling with some guilt issues, a lot of fear issues, And as we shared with one another, again, nobody goes through anything alone. And so um, it was just a a, a wonderful, wonderful time. And again, thank you. 
And thank you, Pastor Ron, for encouraging us to get away. You know, we started this, um, how many years have we been doing this? And just you out. Just the, uh, our, uh, yeah. our Calvary Chapel, six, seven years. Yeah, we, we used to fly the, the ladies to California to the Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference. Uh, obviously, with the COVID, that wasn't possible. But we just, we got into the, to the routine of saying, you know what, let's just get away. It's cheaper. Um, the time is, is uh, sweeter. And I think um, the, the privacy and the fellowship, the sisterhood, sort of uh, allows an openness that you don't get at a big uh, pastor's wives conference. And the, the ladies have loved it every year. Mm-hmm. In fact, one year, Ron, because we're who we are. Let me tell, say two things. A bunch of other pastor's wives come to me and say, how do you have that kind of closeness, that, that sweetness with your ladies? I said, they love me, and they know I love them, and we're involved in each other's lives. And too many pastors are not involved in the lives of their people. Okay, and then the second thing is having our own little retreat. One year, because we are who we are, <laughs> we had some people next door knock on our door and say, uh, excuse me, can you? Can you keep it keep it down? <laughs> that was in the hotel? That was in the conference center. Yeah, so we're in hotel rooms next to each other. And we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. But you know what? When you're trying to really be quiet and respectful, sometimes it's kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> and then you start laughing all over again. It was it was really difficult. So, getting our own place has been uh, better. Well, well, when you go away, there's always something. This, this year, you nearly burned down the Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I so, forgot to tell my husband that. So <laughs> sorry, oh, honey. <laughs> the first time he's oh, this is the first time he's heard of that. So, oops. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we almost did, but praise the Lord, we didn't, and we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, there were seven of you that went. Eight. Eight, eight of you that went. And and uh, three of you came, so let's start with why don't the three of you introduce yourselves, um, uh, tell who your pastor is, and and uh, your husband is rather not well works both ways. They're all pastors. Well, but, but uh, and and then we'll sort of get into where you want to go with it. So okay. let's start. Okay, uh, my name is uh, Shiva Paley. My husband is Pastor Peter. Um, he is the medical director of our free medical clinic, uh, Malta Medical. And um, I've had the privilege of being here um, since 2006, so 14 years. Now, we, we all know the truth that Peter looks to be the medical director, but you're the one really in charge. <laughs> you're a doctor at the clinic as well. And we call you, Peter and I, when we're talking, we call you the smart one. Thank God we have a smart doctor yeah. on staff here at Malta Medical. So, and Tash? My name is Natasha Shank, and my husband is Pastor Will Shank, and um, he is the principal of the school, the academy, and he's been doing that for 10 years now. But we've been here at the church for 21 years. Yeah. 10 years he's been doing that. Yes, 10 years. Yeah. It was, or I think he's on his 10th year. Yeah. It feels yeah. like yesterday when I spoke to him about the job, and I had that deer-in-the-headlights look. Mm-hmm. That came from him, and he thought, "Have you lost your mind?" But but ten years, it's gone by so quickly. Yes. Oh, great. <laughs> and Joss. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Jocelyn Macasadia. My husband is Pastor Elaine. He's a worship pastor here. Uh, we've been married for twenty-one years. We have four wonderful children in college, high school, junior high, and elementary. And he's been leading worship here for the past fifteen years, and it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's a third grade teacher. Oh, and he's a third grade teacher. That's right. He's taught all our children. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, and and the last one who went through was sort of traumatic for him. The last one was traumatic? Yes. Yes. Just because that's it. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. You know, should the Lord tarry, you know, maybe he might be here when he teaches his grandchildren, but we don't know. We're hoping that the rapture comes, like, sooner. Oh, yeah, like, sooner than later. Please, please, Lord. (laughs) I did my best to encourage him to have more children, but that hasn't happened yet. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, Pops. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Paula, are we going to have more children? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Probably dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something I think that would be interesting, talk, talk just a little bit about um, the, the idea of a retreat, getting away, what, you know, it's so hard for us to, to, to take away time. 
uh, to, to just be with the Lord, and especially in fellowship with others. You know, it's, uh, um, it, it's little close quarters, and, and people are uncomfortable sometimes, and we know that's not the case with, with U8, but at the same time, you mentioned earlier that you spent some time crying and laughing, um, so let's get real with the people. Talk about what you were crying about. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I wasn't going to talk about that, but I was going to say what I noticed was that... Um, Years past, we were in a hotel, and we were kind of divided by two rooms. But this time, we were together all in one house, and we got to cook our own meals, and we got to sit around the table, and it was quiet. There was no noise, like from a restaurant, and we just got to sit and eat and commune together and breaking a bread. And that was just so touching to me, that we were all one, Mm -hmm. eating the same. And we ate a lot. <laughs> and, and I guess you brought a lot home. Yes, we did that too. Yeah. It's an amazing uh, yeah. thing. Apparently, um, we didn't, yes, I, I, we overestimated on, I overestimated how much we would eat. But for me, I think it was, especially this time around, it was very important to get uh, away with my sisters, especially with all the COVID and all the social distancing. I hadn't seen them in a long time collectively. Mm-hmm. And, um, I realized that um, it felt normal for once after such a long time mm-hmm. um, and to just share each other's hearts and what we've all been going through. And, um, yeah, uh, it's it's always hard when you're not home, but it's neat to know how much, you know, we've all we're all going through the same thing and how the Lord has ministered to us differently and we can glean from each other. And so to come away, uh, not only with my sisters, but really just coming away uh, from all the, the craziness of life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not that we're not that I'm ungrateful. I love my life. I love serving my family. I love serving my husband. I love serving my church. Mm-hmm. But to really get away from all the noise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. It was an amazing retreat. Yeah. Hands down. My yeah. favorite, I think. I love the fact that uh, Mom Paula picked the theme of be still and know that I am God, because um, honestly, that I was definitely tested on that. Um, you know, um, like uh, Jocelyn said, I love my life. I love the ministries that I'm in. Uh, uh, but as a result, it does keep us busy, you know, but God was teaching me what it was to be still, even amidst the busyness of life, family, and ministry, mm-hmm. you know, and and it, it was just a wonderful thing to, for all of us just to be able to sit at the Lord's feet, you know. Um, I think it was Michi that said that, you know, um, a lot of us at the church when, when we had COVID, that was one trial that we all went through together. And so, you know, uh, we came out of it. God was faithful. But like Justin was saying, we we didn't really get to hang out for six months or really talk. And But to see that in that time of trial, in that time of sickness, that God was speaking very similar things to all eight of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, you are so good. Lord, when we were isolated in our homes during quarantine, mm-hmm. God, you were speaking very similar things, but that's because you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. And I love that, that God put us together, that we have that like-mindedness. And that was so encouraging and refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paula, what what is the the um, the sense of of gaining regaining fellowship again? Oh my goodness! Talk about that. Yeah, and I'll I'll just kind of quote May because May said even pastors' wives need a course correction. She said for us to open our hearts to Jesus, and as we were sharing with each other, we had different fears, different encouraging moments. Um, we had. Uh, different ministries, like with Jocelyn, she's losing her voice because of the COVID thing, and yet you get those fears of, like with me, with encouraging, for a while there was just eight people at church. The three max on stage singing, one sound person, one audio person, Sam, who does, you know, makes sure you get up on the stage and off the stage, right, you and me. You know, everybody else had a job, and I was sitting in the front row by myself. And so to be able to be back with the girls, and we could just, we looked at each other, and we just hugged each other. None of us, because we, we, 
we just had to be with each other um, to reconnect, not just seeing their eyes, but their entire face. I'm almost going to cry even now. Um, it was huge. You know, and we've been back, we, we've been back meeting as a church, and, and you've seen one another. But, but getting away. We this, haven't been able to, to touch each other. Yeah, to, yeah and that's true. But, but getting away uh, as a group of pastor's wives called to the same ministry, mm-hmm. uh, doing different things within the ministry, mm-hmm. but with the same goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually being together, not just, hey, how are you doing? Wish I could hug you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, being together really is, is a significant part of the, the closeness and the relationship. That it's you almost like uh, don't forsake the assembling together of the saints as some are in the habit of doing um, because we weren't able to really um, be together. And, and some of that was some of our fears because even at church I could see, you know, like if anybody was going to hug me, I could see some of the eyes of the other people in church wondering if I'm going to let them hug me or if I'm going to go and hug him. And I had to tell the ladies um, that the Lord had told me, um, listen to him. And what he said to me was, Paula, I need you to be who you are. And in our lingo, because I'm kind of ghetto, he says, you know, you do you. <laughs> and, you know, he was kind of unleashing me to be able to say, you know what, if you want to hug me, just hug me. I know this is probably not the best thing to say, um, but I'm really kind of, I'm kind of done with being afraid. You know, I, I've taken to telling people that I'm hugging consenting adults. You know, it's, it's uh, people come up, tears are flowing down their cheeks, some of them the first time they've been in, and, and they've been going through this isolation and they haven't done well, and they come back in here and it's like being in a safe place again. And it's the, the, the spirit of God is moving. The word of God is moving. And so, um, I, again, from the same perspective, Paula, I, uh, I'm, I'm just not free to keep people at an arm's length mm-hmm. um, um, if, in fact, um, that's what the spirit of the Lord is leading. And, and um, this, this idea of, of standing off or staying away from people it's so contrary to what we're called to do. Yeah. And that's and, what we were talking about as well. And yet the Lord is telling me that I am to do what I'm going to do at the same time giving the other ladies freedom to, you know, when the Lord encourages them and, and like, come on, baby, come on, then they can do who do what they do. I, it's, it's a matter of kind of encouraging them gently instead of dragging them do do the right thing kind of a thing and so that's what we were kind of talking about because some had greater fears than others 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR ladies especially you i'd like to stay away maybe from just ordinary bible questions i'll be back tomorrow at four o'clock to do that but uh, especially ladies if you have any questions for our ladies who are here um sheba what's the, the primary thing that the lord spoke to your heart about as you were away the main thing was that it is important to get away and to be still um because you know, honestly, sometimes with you know when we put on these different hats, so what, whatever it may be, whether we're a wife or a mother, or in my case, doctor, our jobs, our different ministries, you know, it's almost like yeah, but if I'm not there, oh no, what's going to happen? And it's almost like we have to be ripped away and realize that it is so needful to be recharged and refueled at the Lord's feet, um, because we can come back. I feel like I can come back a better wife, a better mother, a better doctor in what God has called me uh, to be. And so um, in that sense, um, what God had been speaking to me all these months is he's just been talking to me about his sovereignty, uh, sovereignty, Um, just taking me back to Isaiah 6. And just, um, you know, even when I was um, sick with COVID and sitting on my couch, um, it's like I would just get that picture of, you know, God seated on the throne and the angels surrounding him and worshiping him saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. And it's like, wow, 
Lord, that is a living hope. That's something great to look forward to. And and I was saying that, you know, uh, lately in these last months, I mean, not just with the pandemic, but just with protests and riots and these different things, it seems like um, there's so much chaos and disorder and panic in this world. But what God kept telling me is to take heart. I'm in control. You know, um, I'm in perfect control. I know all that's going on. Just trust me. And what God was teaching me is um, through all of this, because it was awesome because Mom Paula first started saying how there's a lot of noise around us, you know, and and uh, multiple uh, ladies were talking about how things like news and what people are saying and social media, this is a lot of noise that can prevent us from being still before our God. And so, but at the same time, you know, we need to just be careful um, to just sometimes turn those things off and, and to go before the Lord because otherwise we're, we, we can get very anxious, you know, um, to a point of panic. And what God was teaching me is that uh, you can be still by giving your anxieties over to the Lord, praying, bringing your petitions before the Lord, and then his peace that passes understanding will guard our hearts and our minds. Mm-hmm. And then the other way also is when we're going through hardships and trials in our life, another way that we can be still is by spending time in his presence and experience the fullness of his joy. And then his joy can be our strength. And so um, those were very practical ways that the Lord was teaching me on how to be still, because a lot of times we can't be still just sitting on our couch in the home, but even through the busyness of ministry, that when there's a lot happening, it's okay. We don't have to be anxious. We can ask our God for peace. Or even when things are hard, we can still have his joy, mm-hmm. and his joy will help us to be still. Yeah. yeah, it's like being in an airplane, and there's great turbulence. Mm-hmm. As the passenger, there's absolutely nothing you can do. Yeah. Nothing. And so I've had this happen where it's like, oh, okay, Lord, you know the future. You have my life in control. And so, Lord, I need your peace now, especially for the person maybe next to me, mm-hmm. you know, that they can see you are alive in me. And maybe I can be used to help calm them down. Or maybe they'll ask a question, why are you not freaking out? I'm, I'm praying right now mm-hmm. for me and, and for you, really, you, you know, kind of a thing. But on, in a plane with a lot of turbulence, like our world is crazy. And there's really nothing we can do about that mm-hmm. except be in the presence of our God that he might calm our hearts so that we can be used in this crazy world. And sometimes I think about um, what's the guy's name who uh, they teased him. He wanted to have the pizza place with his sons. He was at peace and he said, he called his wife because he knew he wasn't going to be coming home. This, this is at 9-11 when uh-huh. the planes. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he called his wife to say, you know, yeah, I love you, but I can't talk to you now. Kind of basically, I'll see you in heaven. There's 50 people who used to tease me about Jesus, who now want to hear about the Savior. And he led 50 people to the Lord before they all went to be with Jesus. And so in all the commotion, all the noise, all the chaos, if we will stay, like you're saying, in the presence of our Lord, we can still be used in all of this commotion. Okay, Natasha, what about you? And, and we may have to carry you over the other side of the break. We've got three minutes left in this side of the break. But, but once you share, uh, what, what's the Lord been speaking to you during this time? Um, come to me, all who are weary and laden, or worry and um, carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Um, and take my yoke upon you, or take my yoke upon you, and let me teach you. So what he's been doing is he's been teaching me how to live under these types of conditions, and um, and it's it's just a reminder that he is the one that carries um, the 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 yoke for us, and he's the more experienced one, and he's the more older one, and he's the he's the leader as we align with him, um, as we walk together, and um, and for um, Psalm forty six, what um, he reminded me is that he said, "Enjoy my walk with you," and um, and so I was thinking about being. Another word for cease striving. You know, we're always trying to strive, and it means to sink down and let drop and to relax in the midst of all the storms, to relax in Him. And, um, 
And so I was just thinking about how he's telling me personally, sink down into me. I am carrying the heavy lifting for you. Let it drop at my feet and leave it there. Don't pick it back up. And relax, enjoy our walk together, and I and watch me fight for you, and watch me work for you, because he is for us, and I am working all things for your good. And just always asking the question, Jesus, what are you teaching me through this trial, or chaos, or turbulence, whatever we're going through, what are you teaching me, Lord, and stay close to him? Yeah, and I think I want to I want to expand on this on the other side of the break. Uh, we come and got a couple of questions that came up as a result of, of what you were sharing. Um, we've got 30 minutes left in the date day show. We've got four beautiful pastors' wives here, and if you have any questions or calls, need any encouragement, dial two one zero three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. This is the word to stand up for life. We'll be back in two minutes. Time to call into the Word to Stand On for Life? No problem. If you've got questions, you can email them to Pastor Ron at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the program we've got four beautiful pastor's wives here fresh off of a return from their pastor's wives retreat and they would love uh, to be a source of encouragement if you have any questions or calls Please don't hesitate to call in this last 30 minutes of the program. Natasha, at the end, uh, we, we had to do some stuff really quick with you because we're running out of time. But you said something that the Lord is speaking, how to live under these conditions. And one of the things that we've had to deal with here as a church and, and, and uh, by extension, the world that we live in, um, they're, 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 the world is trying to convince us to live protected from these things. And whether it's COVID or the riots or the protests or the unsettled political situation or just something going on in your personal lives, I think one of the things that the Lord really wants um, us to hear from him is not to run from these things, how to live with COVID, how to live with political unrest. You know, we're all of us uh, 30 days now, 32 days, I think, away from an election. And, um, you know, if the candidate that we want to, to win doesn't win, we're going to all have to adjust and learn to live with um, um, a, a administration that is completely contrary to the things that we stand for. Um, and yet the Lord says you're light in those places. And so instead of living protected from COVID or protected from the election or protected from whatever it is that we're, we're fearful of, uh, God says, let me show you how to live with these things. And if we'll do that, um, um, we'll be able to continue to be salt and light in a decaying world. Natasha, you have any comments on that? The word that came to mind was resilient. And I um, looked that up and it says, able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. So being with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you ended that, that statement with Jesus does it for us. Yes, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was Esther told? For such a time as this. And um, I, I have been saying to the church all along, since this thing started way back in, in, in the first part of the year, late February, early March, um, that, that I believe that we're here for a time like this. And if we lock ourselves in, or if we hold back the light that God has deposited in each of us, then we're sort of forfeiting that place that he's given us to be light. And it's in times like this when people are the most fearful. It's in times like this where they're the most open to receive the hope of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's because they're afraid and because they're without hope. Mm-hmm. Jossie, what about you? What was the Lord speaking to your heart? Um, for me, be still and know that I am God um, started uh, when I got COVID. 
Um, and I was very, I was incapacitated in my bed and really just struggling. I was struggling and I didn't like the fact that I was laid out. Um, and, and so for me, I was forced to be still. And um, I think for some of us, we were all, we all experienced like foggy mind, but I knew to, I knew to go to God's word. And so for me, um, to be still was understanding God's grace. And he gave me immediately this verse. And it was, and it's a verse that we all know. It's uh, my grace is sufficient for you. Second Corinthians 12, nine for my power is made in weakness. I had, I've always, I've always thought to be a, a, a strong person just because of, you know, um, being trained with many kids and, 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 and stuff like that. But I really felt weak. Like I, I had no control over my emotions, my feelings, my physical being, um, but I knew it was God. God was enough. And so I had to hold on to his grace. Um, and so for me, it was really understanding God's um, grace that was that was always available, but it was even more um, exponentially real to me um, of understanding that he was enough, even in this difficult time. And knowing that, I'm going to come out of this um, stronger in him, in love with him, and knowing that there's a purpose. Um, I don't ever want to go through that again. However, um, I know that if I do, God's going to carry me through that. Um, and so I can share with others, you know, my experience to lift God's name up, yeah. to glorify him. Yeah. Like to your parents. To my parents, yes, who got covid like soon after we did. And so And your mom got saved in the process. She did. Yes. She did. And yes, and so you know, God's faithful. He's gracious to me and he spared me and he's made me more in love with him mm-hmm. and um, I'm just thankful. You know, that testimony is similar to uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego when when uh, they said uh, to the king, you know, uh, we will not bow down. Uh, our God is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we still, O King, will not bow down. And, and uh, I think that's a lesson that we all need to learn, especially as we approach these last days. Let's take a break and take a phone call. we got Nancy calling on line one. Nancy, thank you for holding. You're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ron, and hello, ladies. I am here. You're back. I want you to know that I was praying for you. You know And you... Yes, I, I just wanted to add something that Dr. Sheba said a couple of Mondays ago. Um, what I experienced through this quarantine and not being at church, she had said that, you know, you could pray, you can read your Bible, but not having the fellowship, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I just finally said enough is enough. You know, if I get sick, I get sick. What's more important is my spiritual. And um, I just want you to know that just within the few weeks of me coming back to the women's study uh, Sunday, getting back involved with uh, the prayer ministry, um, getting back involved with Secret Sisters, getting back with my family, Mm-hmm. Um, everything has changed. Um, as far as you know, I was kind of getting oppressed. I mean, I was. I don't want to say that I wasn't real bad. It's just there was such a difference of not having that fellowship, and you know, just being back, just for being able to come back, be back. Everything has. Um, Changed for the better. And then, but one thing I do honestly want to say, and I'm trying not to cry, cry, that when I was away from church, I looked back over the past, I don't know how long we've been there, 15, 18 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to say how much we've been through together with our with our church family. Mm-hmm. I remember, 
you know, it's kind of like you're away from your family and you remember, you reminisce all the things that you've been through and walked mm-hmm. through together and the ministry. And I didn't get to say this a few weeks ago, but, you know, Pastor Ron, I'm sure you get a lot of people talking bad about you. Well, I'm going to say something good about you in public. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you for the word. I want to thank you for not compromising. I want to thank you for the school and uh, the ministry of the school and all the pastors and all the teachers and how my my grandchildren are not surviving. They're thriving. Hmm. And they love the Lord. And um, I want to thank you. Paula for loving me and uh, y'all being there for my family and just telling me what I need to hear and also being a lot of fun. So, <laughs> thank you. Know, you thank um, you, sweetie. <laughs> um, thank, I'm grateful. And, thank you, Nancy. Yeah, and uh, I'm just I'm just thankful. It's it's uh, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, Nancy. Nancy is a, a, a grandmother who has um, custody of of uh, two grandchildren that she's raising, uh, which is a phenomenon happening more and more in our in our world. Uh, and so her life's not easy. But but ladies, you heard her say that the fellowship means a lot. And I think that's the one thing that gets missed in all of this. You know, churches close down. We've got online services. But it's, it's, it's just not the same. Church is the body of Christ. Church isn't a building. Church isn't a sermon. Church isn't a worship set. All those things are great. But the real value is ministering one to another. The, the idea of being together in Christ. And Jesus, we're, we, we see in the book of Revelation, he's, he's in the middle of the seven churches, uh, seven in number representing the totality of his churches throughout history. But he's in the middle, and he's going from person to person and place to place and, and giving gifts and, and encouraging and then setting us free to do likewise with others. And, you know, uh, when, Paula, you mentioned earlier that when we were here and there was just eight of us during that first long period of, of quarantine, um, you know, honestly, though there were only eight of us, um, we were still in fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people sitting at home weren't. And that's why this matters so much. That's why church uh, is, is so essential, especially when we're going through difficult times. And true, everybody has to do, do the trade-off. You know, uh, what's the potential danger, risk versus reward? Uh, but, but guarding our spiritual lives has got to be a priority. And based on what the three of you have said already about your time with the Lord at the retreat, um, that's what God was reinforcing with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Sheba when you said the joy of the Lord is our strength, but in order for that, you've got to have the joy of the Lord. You know, you got to be in contact mm-hmm. with Jesus. Paula, what about you? What was the Lord speaking to your heart? The whole time, Ron, um, again, the fellowship. It was the fellowship. Um, I, you know, like Nancy, being away um, and not, even though I was here, it still like feels like you're away because we don't have the hug and greet time. Um, and I said, because, you know, you feel like, oh, what's, what's my purpose now? You know, I, I love the fact that Ron and I, we've grown closer where our prayer time has changed. But as far as um, this whole not being able to see people's faces, it, it really bothered me. I mean, I can't see if they're smiling or if they're hurting. And people can cry in their in their masks, um, and they could say it's their allergies. But I, for me, I needed to connect. I, I'm a connect kind of person. And the the whole time the Lord was saying, "It's gonna be okay soon, soon, very soon." I, I want to say something that um, Lachelle said since she's not here today. She was talking about Peter as he um, stepped out of the boat with Jesus. And uh, she said, he was doing fine. But when he started looking at the waves, he began to sink because fear 
became greater. We have a whole bunch of us who were like on the boat with Jesus, and we were riding high, no problems on kind of those timid waters, but a whole bunch of us became very fearful with all the information. And she was saying that fear alters our perspective of things, but not the facts. We need to be still so we can remember what Jesus has done. And that's what I was have been doing in this away time, Lord, reminding me of how good he is. I have beautiful daughters called my the pastor's wives. Um, they're all still serving different capacities. And as we were sharing um, there, you know, we're, we're our husband's armor bearers and even more so now. And, and some of us came to the conclusion that, you know, if there are any kind of issues in, in our home, it's our fault for me, for sure. And that's why I asked the girls to start looking for a new little um, Rubik's Cube because trusting God is the key and everything else will work out. We have a bunch of people that we pastors' wives are ministering to. They're not doing very well in their homes because of this isolation. And we talked about, Ron, how we as the pastors' wives can be used as we are going to keep our eyes on Jesus and no longer on the waves that we can help encourage others. Yeah, and and that's that's really our job in the body of Christ. We're to, to... to help those who are fearful, those who are, are weak. You know, one of the things that, that we've learned through this, and I think we all knew this, but, but we've, we've learned it with people that we love, and, and there's always a deeper lesson to be learned when you're watching people you care about deeply uh, who are really struggling. Fear does to us spiritually what sickness does to us physically. You know, uh, Jossie, you mentioned being sick, and and uh, it's frustrating because you're not used to being sick, and, and you were understating it when you said you're normally an active person. My goodness. Strong, you, you're, you're super active. And when all of that changes, um, the, the physical affliction causes those changes. Well, fear is what the, the enemy uses, you know, in this particular case for, for the world that we live in now. The, the, the enemy used the physical Affliction um, to attack us spiritually and emotionally, and the the real tragedy is that he's done that to so many who weren't sick at all. You know, just the fear of getting sick. It's almost like I'm not going to get game because I might get hurt, and and we've seen that with with uh, our 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 body. Every church has, and um, to sit back from our perspective and watch people really hurting and sort of becoming punching bags for the devil instead of fighting back has been really difficult. Shiva, you talked about God's sovereignty. Maybe the three of you can talk for a moment each about about what his sovereignty, God's in control. Paula always says to me, God knew this was going to happen. And and yet somehow when we're afraid, that doesn't give us any comfort. So how do we make the, the shift from what we know in our brain to living it out in our lives. So So I think practically how we can do that is definitely, as the Bible says, setting our hearts and minds on heavenly things and not earthly things. Because when we do that, then we remember who God is. And God has so many wonderful attributes. And we were each touching... um, based on what some of those things were. I mean, already in that psalm, it says, God, he's our rock, he's our refuge, he's our fortress, he's our ever-present help in times of trouble, he's our stronghold, he's our shield. And it's wonderful, and it just goes on and on. And I was mentioning that if we forget who God is, that's when we get fearful Mm -hmm. and sad even. And I was sharing that um, we don't have to feel sad or depressed or dejected. Um, because we know that God is there with us. You know, if we forget that, if we continue to spiral, then that dejection turns into despair and hopelessness. And that's when you can really go into a place of darkness and um, even go into clinical depression and things like that. But I love how God gives us a way, you know. And as I was mentioning before, 
run to his presence because in his presence there's fullness of joy. Yeah, and you, you answered the question that came up when you said we don't have to feel sad. Um, we can substitute the word fear for sad. We can substitute the word depressed from, for, for sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, is that there are multiplied millions of people who do feel sad. And they are afraid. So how do we take a sovereign God and turn it? You said run into his presence. Uh, I look to the mountains. Where does my help come from? The, the yes, psalmist says. Yes, that verse. Or actually, it's funny because, you know, we all, when mama gives us the theme, we all, you know, let the Lord minister to us. And how many times did Psalm 121 come, mm-hmm. uh, was shared? I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I love the fact that we can trust in God's character, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it feels like everything is spiraling out of control. Mm -hmm. I can still smile and know and be confident that my God is good and my God is faithful. And I can hold on to that. I can hold on to it and be intentional and run to it. And so, um, you know, with everything that's going on, I love the fact that this is this world is temporary. Our eyes are up on the Lord, and, and you know that that's not living in denial. You know there are people who say, "Well, we got to be real." This all, but but the reality is, God's in charge, yep. and and what we've got to do is take our time here, remember that it's committed to His service, and then with the eternal uplook yes. that you just spoke about, Joss. Um, we can say, okay, Lord, what about me and what about now? You know, we can be like Isaiah when, when God says, who, who can we sin for us? And, and we always read that wrong. We picture Isaiah said, send me like he's all bold. Well, he was and he was cowering. Send me, I guess. You're talking to me. But, but he's talking to each of us in these difficult times. And so we, what we have to do is learn to combat being sad or combat being fearful. And, and we do that simply by by recognizing what what you said earlier, when I'm weak, yes. Then I'm one strong. thing I did share with the ladies, pops, you know, and I was very vulnerable. I was very weak. I was weak, but I was weak with Jesus. Mm-hmm. 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 I was weak with Jesus, yeah. and He knew, yeah. and He ministered to me in such a sweet, gentle way. He wasn't like, "Come on, girl, get off your get off your butt," you know. Mm-hmm. Get. I mean, He really, He really ministered to me. Mm-hmm. Well, the time has flown by, and we're inside five minutes. Let me ask you a question. Did any of you have any feelings of guilt, Paul, you included? Any feelings of guilt because you felt weak or because you felt sad or because you felt afraid? I had some guilt only because, um, you know, uh, I was trying to encourage some of my girls, uh, maybe a little more forcibly than I might have otherwise. Um, You know, so, yeah. But Sandra who isn't here, she was suffering some, from some serious guilt because she didn't realize she was sick when she was still here at church. And so she felt for like five months that she had given the COVID to some of us without ever really saying anything. That's a horrible thing. We loved, we all laughed uh, when uh, Linda McMillan taught and somebody asked her, or not taught, but in the Q&A, uh, somebody asked her, so where did you get the the virus from? And Linda said, well, from what I can surmise, China. <laughs> she wasn't pointing fingers at any one person. But see, th- that's the power of the enemy, to twist our minds when our, when our, our, our eyes are not on Jesus, when we're, when we're not looking to him for help, when things have to make sense. Tosh, what about you? Um, we got three minutes. Oh. I was just going to um, elaborate on God's character. He's large and in charge. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and we, we, we can't look for the outcome or results. We have to look in his character. Mm-hmm. And that's what um, Psalm 46, the refuge and the strength, mm-hmm. and he's commander in chief. <laughs> we have to look to his track record his faithfulness in our lives and be like, oh, yeah, remember he got me through this last one, mm-hmm. and now we're going to go through this one. And to gaze, I think that word gaze was said a lot, gaze mm-hmm. intently, focus on our, our eyes on Jesus. And he is with us, 
And then I mentioned the Mark 5, you know, and um, how Jesus was walking on the water and how he was away, but he was near. And he was coming towards the disciples to get into the boat. And then um, he's alongside of us, and he was going to meet them on the other side. And so he's ahead of us. So he's always around in the learning how to trust him. You read his word, you pray, you love on people. I mean, and they love you back in fellowship. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't say anymore about falling in love with Jesus. You fall in love with your Bible. I'm falling in love with your Bible, fall in love with Jesus. I, mean, I can't say it enough. You know, what, what, I love, what I love about that story, Tash, is that, that Jesus was, we, we talk about walking with Jesus a lot here yes. at Calvary Chapel. Um, when Jesus was about to go by them, that's, that's the way he made it look, um, um, he invited Peter to take that walk with him the rest of the way to the other side. Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you. And, and Jesus, we don't have the words, but he obviously, it's me, Peter. So Peter started, and he had the opportunity to walk with Jesus all the way to the other side. While the others were going through the storm, being tossed about, he had the opportunity to walk with Jesus the rest of the way. And instead of doing that, um, he lost his focus. And when he lost his focus, he began to sink, and he, fear set in. Um, still, he was able to, to, uh, to walk. So um, I think that's great. Paula, yeah, you've got I a minute think, to close uh, that. To, to add what you said is, I think that was uh, the final point of our time together, um, is to refocus. And as we know, things are going to get harder. But as we just heard, he will get us through that as well. So we're back. Ladies, thanks for taking the time to come. I appreciate it as we always do. You are always a blessing. Uh, For our audience, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you and love you more than you know. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. Bye. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.